T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Bobby J and I have taken you to 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Bob, uh, and Danny's been holding on for quite some time, so we're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Danny from Morgan City, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Yeah, Mike. Uh, I think Andy Dalton, his biggest problem, I don't think he has as good a vision as uh, – as car and and far as uh so wait so wait so, wait, so Danny what the hell know. that means vision you mean as far as and, reading coverage well, no far as for uh, picking up open receivers and and then it, it looks like he loses his control like uh, he holds on to the ball too long okay. Uh, no, no, you could say that uh, as far as with the run, he gets sacked, and all. He's, he's not as mobile. I think Derek Carr could extend plays. He can, Andy Derek Dalton. definitely can extend no, no, it I, better than what Andy. I, can. I would agree yeah. with that, but as far as spinning the football and throwing the football, going to the open receiver, I mean, there was too many times that I saw this year, Danny, that Andy Dalton would hit the receivers in the hand, eh, incomplete. <laughs> now it goes again, incompletion. There's a drop pass. And uh, so what, it, th- that's an error for Andy Dalton? I'm not saying Andy Dalton's the answer. No, no. And I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to take the Saints to Super Bowl. <laughs> Look, Drew Brees, we all thought had a great opportunity to take the Saints to three Super Bowls. He took us to one, and we <laughs> right. won the game. So uh, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I think, We might not see another one like hey, that. So I think whether him. it's Andy Dalton or Derek Carr, now, Derek Carr, I don't want to hear this. They would still be the bridge guy into the future before the Saints will win their next Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. You might but hate I me agree. or no. Yeah. I mean, you need, you need help. You need help on that offensive line. Ain't no I, doubt about it. That's, uh, I've, yeah. I've sung that song now for over a year. Uh, yeah, you, you've done a few things, and I think Trevor Pennings can end up being a good player. But inside, the, your inside guard play, man, that. This stuff from Pro Football Focus about how good Cesar Ruiz is, uh, yeah, he's a better player today than he was a year ago. But how much better? Hey, no, no, we're, a- Andrew Speed, hey, hey, uh, its hey, availability's never there. Uh, listen, we're so spoiled here, and I understand that. We want, and it's a shame uh, we didn't win anything. We should have. When you had Max Unger, or like the Carl Nixon of the world, or, or, Jari, or, or, or Evans. Jari Evans. And, and even like, Ben Grubbs. Even Ben Grubbs, exactly. Exactly. No, we, we're not there yet. 
And uh, our best lineman didn't play up to par, considering Ryan Ramchek, what he did in previous seasons. And I'm not sure and Ryan lost, was healthy this and year. And we lost I'll, I'll to Ryan Armstead uh, to the Dolphins. So, no, offensive line, uh, we didn't run the ball as good as uh, – uh, it wasn't as reliable as it was in the past. And, Mike, as we go on to break, I'm, i I got to read this text. <laughs> I don't know. What was, so, where is 337 area code? I don't even know where that even is. I know that's not, that's not Louisiana, I don't think. That's – a three three seven. No, that's Lafayette, isn't it? No, three three seven. That's not local. It can't be five zero four. You look nine eight five and all that. I don't know. Not three one eight. That's not Louisiana. Three three seven. It's, I think it's Lafayette, uh, Bobby. Three three seven. Really? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I can't wait to hear Bobby. Read the text. Can't wait uh, to hear Bobby praise Derek Carr if he starts doing good because change of a scenery could be good for him. I think it will good be good for him because I think the Saints are a better team than the Raiders. Especially uh, on defense. I've been a Derek Carr fan. I could be a fan of someone. doesn't mean I think you're going to win anything with him. So uh, I might. So if he does good, well, why wouldn't I praise him? But I'm telling you, I think Derek Carr is the NFL starting quarterback. Now, is he in the top 10? I don't think so. He's more like 10 to 15. Doesn't mean you're winning anything. You're respectable. And I, but he's not worth twice as much as Andy Dalton. And that's what they're going to pay basically to get him. And I think they're closing in on that deal. I've, I've felt that way for well over a week now that they're going to close in on that deal for Derek Carr. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear On our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we have Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, back she was down on Radio Row Monday through today. I'm done. You guys are interview number 84. I've <laughs> talked about this game seven ways from Sunday. Um, it's been a hell of a run, but uh, I, I think I've, I'm pretty dialed in with what's going on. I feel good about it. You know, sometimes I feel shaky about my Super Bowl pick, but, um, you know, going into the Kansas City-Tampa Super Bowl two years ago, I was 25-3 and three going for seven in a row. And I just thought that Andy Reid would do a better job knowing his offensive line couldn't block that Tampa front. I thought his game plan and his scheme would protect against that. And he just wasn't focused and got out coached again. Just like Philly, New England, he got out coached. And if not for Chris Jones and two deflected passes on third down against the Niners, he gets out coached again. And then, of course, we know he got out coached against Tampa. So, ironically enough, the last Super Bowl I had lost was Denver, Seattle hit six in a row, and then I lost the Tampa-Kansas City Super Bowl. And that brings us to the next last year, if Odell Beckham doesn't go down. If you're going to tell me in the Cincinnati Rams Super Bowl that the Cincinnati Bengals weren't going to cross midfield in the second half and, and the Rams were not going to cover, I'll tell you, you're crazy. But the, the botched extra point and Beckham going down gave, gave Cincinnati the cover. So I felt the Rams were the right side of the game. Chiefs, Tampa Bay, I was just on the wrong side of the game, and I got crushed. And that brings us to this year, where I think I have the clear-cut right side of the game. And when your Super Bowl record's now 25-5, and five, you've got a lot of right sides of the Super Bowl, which I have. And I think I can convince you why I love the side that I love. So, so what is the side that you love, Brandon? I mean, come on. I, I, I'm intrigued by this because... When you look at it at like a point and a half, that's kind of like a pick em. Uh, you might yep. have a different approach. And uh, uh, listen, if you put Pat Mahomes on the Philadelphia Eagles roster, what would they be favored by? At least a touchdown or what? 
I don't think that much. Okay. <clears throat> because, okay. because 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 people are short selling Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts okay. is nine and zero this year. Jalen Hurts is nine and zero this year against winning teams. Nine and zero. The only game he lost was Monday night against Washington, divisional opponent. They were undefeated. They laid eleven and a half. They turned it over three times, and they got beat. He's sixteen and one straight up this year as a starter. So people are are kind of shoving all in, just not giving Jalen Hurts the respect that he deserves. Yes, it's the big stage. Yes, it's it's the biggest game of his life. But Bobby, what is a quarterback's best friend? A running game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Thank running, you. And running game in uh, in the trenches. The, the Eagles got the best offensive line. Might be one of the best offensive lines in the history of football. Yes. So now, people can get hyped about how great that D line looked against the Bengals. If you just said to Zach Taylor before the Bengals Chiefs game, "Hey Zach, your offensive line is going to get destroyed." But you're going to have a tie game with six minutes to go, and you're going to have the ball on your own 37-yard line, and you're facing a second and three. Would you take that right there, Zach? He'd be like, are you kidding me? For Absolutely. sure. Right. Joe, Joe Burrow played his worst seven minutes of football of his entire career. On second and three, he had the check down for a first down. He passed it up. That's first and 10 at the 45, clock running. Now you're at five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. First and 10 at the 45. The whole world's at your fingertips. Joe didn't do that. And Joe's got to, of course, answer for that for the rest of his life, that he botched that last seven minutes, or we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you know the Kansas City Chiefs in that AFC championship game got the ball at their own 40-yard line twice in the fourth quarter and could not move the ball courtesy of the defensive line overpowering their offensive line? You have an advantage in the trenches of the D-line and the O-line of the Philadelphia Eagles. I this agree. team reminds me of the Tampa Super Bowl. He had a turf toe in that one. He's got a high ankle sprain in this one. You guys, Philly's been the best team all year. I get the hype. The Chiefs should have lost to the Chargers twice, to the Raiders once. They struggled in the Houston. Should have lost to Denver twice. They've had a solid year. They're the worst team in the NFL this year against the spread. They've only covered four games this year. Their offensive line is better, but they have no depth with their offensive line, hence the reason why their offensive line tires in the fourth quarter. Now, uh, Brandon, when you look at, um, like, as far as, uh, do you even take this into consideration, uh, the experience of maybe Andy Reid? Uh, versus uh, the Virgin coach. Uh, with Nick Sariani. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a deep breath. Okay. <laughs> you, may not agree, you, you, may, you may not agree with this statement. Okay. Other than Mike Ditka, Andy Reid's one of the most overrated coaches in NFL history. He had some ungodly teams in Philadelphia with that defense and got to one Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, he had the better team. And in that Super Bowl, Bill Belichick coached circles around him. That last drive down two scores when they needed to go hurry up, that drive took 11 days, 9 hours, and 21 minutes. It was absolutely (laughs) embarrassing. In the Super Bowl against the Niners, they were garbage for three and a half quarters offensively and, and defensively. 
and they, they played the last half of that fourth quarter and got themselves a win, and he was completely outcoached in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. So let's not put the cart before the horse I got with, the guy that has, <clears throat> with a guy that hasn't had, missed a meal since Christ came back 2,000 years ago. Let's just make sure that I think Andy sometimes coaches in a food coma. I'm telling you, yeah, he does some of the most moronic things I've ever seen. That, he's, getting that, say, he's getting that triple cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, four patties and four slices of cheese. So for me, I don't trust him. I, I trust the offense and defensive lines of the Philadelphia Eagles to dominate the line of scrimmage. And, and when it comes to the Super Bowls, I'm 25-5. and five. I got <clears> of the last eight – I've only had to get lucky twice, Patriots Atlanta and, and, and Patriots Seattle. Those were the two that you needed a miracle. Other than that, I've gotten on the right side of the game, and the only one I haven't got on the right side was, was Kansas City and Tampa, and I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. Brandon, I'm on Philadelphia. I feel good about it. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us. I know you, you got to split it only half an hour, but, man, we appreciate it, your insights on the, on the game, Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you, Brandon. Thank, Thank you, Brandon. Guys. Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. Bobby, he didn't beat around the bush. No. He likes the Eagles. Uh, it took him a little while to finally get it out, but uh, we, we got it from every indication. He And I, I'm just not hey. putting words in his mind. He, I think he thinks they'll win big. No, and, and he thinks that uh, Andy Reid is overrated, and he, had, he backed it up a little bit. But, uh, Mike, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school and not a young fart, uh, like as far as like what I think. But uh, to me, if, if, now, if you turn over the ball, you turn over the ball, that, that, uh, then you shoot yourself in the foot. But as far as the offensive and defensive line, to me, it's not even close. No, the Eagles. The Eagles are head and shoulders above and the Chiefs. you look at secondary. Who's got the better secondary? Eagles. The Eagles over the Chiefs. The, 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 the Chiefs have Receiving a bunch of, core. The Chiefs have a bunch of virgins yeah. back there in the secondary. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Bob, uh, Bruce Feldman is reporting, we reported it earlier this afternoon. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but uh, Tulane is uh, expected to hire former New Orleans Saints assistant coach Dan Rauscher uh, for their open offensive line job. So uh, Dan sort of stays in town. Yeah, and, uh, good, be coaching good for Dan. He's a, good, he's a good man. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He really is. And uh, he spent the last 10 years with the Saints. I mean, he's coached everywhere. Tight ends, offensive line, interior guards. But that's a good thing. Running backs. Man, he's bounced yeah. all across the board with it. Bob, you got some text to read. Because we yeah. brought up about most passing yards, oh, yeah, uh, the, the, well, scoring yeah, yeah, points. Yeah. The hardest thing in the world is to hit hit the ball. Yeah. But the most impressive stat, and you got one that yeah, yeah. you want to well, read about. What we brought up is like, what is the most impressive sports stat? Because, you know, uh, LeBron James uh, just surpassed um, – Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the most points in NBA history. And, Mike, I, I got to read this uh, because, to me, uh, like, whether you hate LeBron or whether uh, you like LeBron, I mean, you still got to acknowledge uh, the unbelievable achievement uh, that, I mean, to me, 
Do you think a young person is going to want to play long enough to surpass LeBron James? Because, I mean, you, you might have a skill set. But considering the money involved, are you willing to play? Because LeBron James is not finished. I mean, will this record be broken again? That's always a question. He's on, place, uh, he's on pace, I should say, to eclipse 40,000-point mark next season. He's on the contract for one more season. Uh, now, I don't know how much he wants to play, but the one thing he's always said, that he wants to play long enough to play with his son. Can you imagine? That'd be like Archie Manning on the same team with Peyton. I don't know. They're both quarterbacks. But to play with your son, that'd be like Cam Jordan, who was a defensive end playing with Steve Jordan, who was a tight end that long. So I think uh, that would mean a lot to LeBron where he wants to play with Bronny. Uh, that's LeBron James Jr. He wants to play with Bronny. Uh, something that wouldn't happen until the 20, 20, uh, 2024, 25 at the earliest. So I think he wants that to happen. For instance, like you look at Kevin Durant, who's now with the Suns. Uh, the closest player to currently in the NBA to be uh, maybe have a chance to surpass LeBron James all time. He's at 26,684 points. Uh, I think he has a ways to go when you look at like Jabbar and like LeBron at 38,387. This would caught my attention. Kevin Durant. Okay, you look where he's at right now. We'd probably have to play at least six or seven seasons just to catch Abdul Jabbar. And then uh, that's Abdul Jabbar. It's not even saying uh, when LeBron uh, went all said and done. So the, we were talking about, and uh, Magic Johnson, you know, obviously he's going to be a Laker homer about this. He said, I think what LeBron accomplished is more impressive than the most home runs or the most touchdowns. So you look at, like, most touchdowns, we see Tom Brady, whatever, and you look at LeBron James now, most points overtaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, most home runs. And I would say that when you're hitting major league pitching, this is from talking to individuals who could do it all. And Deion Sanders told me that the hardest thing to do is hit major league pitching. Well, that I agree. Because when you think, well, not even talking about like hitting home runs, just hitting major league pitching where you're productive and you can say whether it's a hit or not. And you're failing more than you're succeeding. So if you're going against major league uh, hitting and you consider it great if you can do this for at least a decade plus, let's say you bat 300. So every time I come up to bat, I'm failing seven out of uh, ten times. And I'm only succeeding three out of ten, and you consider it great. Now I'm not talking about high school, college. I'm talking about not double A, triple A. I'm talking about major league pitching, and what you're going to do game in and game out. Then you throw in there that you're the home run king. Then it's like what? And I'm not talking about the steroid era and all that. So you look at Hank Aaron and all before that. So that to me, home runs would be more impressive than uh, the most points scored in the NBA. And the most touchdowns. To me, was the most impressive, I like our audience, was the most impressive beyond the home runs. We got a couple of texts here. I don't know. Uh, this is right on. I'm going to read the first one, which is local, uh, because the influence of Pistol Pete. And then I'm going to look for more from a national perspective. This is from 25, uh, I'm not going to say the area code. Uh, this is from 0460. Uh, Pistol Pete's career average in college basketball. 
Then he averaged like 44.3. I think he for sure was 44 points. And they didn't even have the three-point shot. Okay, this was average. This is not, uh, okay, oh, he scored 50 points. Or no, you average 44 points. Will we ever see another college player? Now you have the three-point line. Average of 44 points. That and, might happen. And Pete stayed the entire time. Yeah, Mike, that might happen. I don't know. That might happen. I don't think it will because coaches will probably be going crazy. Like, boy, it's a team sport. It's not a one-man show. But anyway, but this one, I don't think it would ever be broken. And I've talked to one of the greatest base stealers, even though he was a part-time baseball player, Deion Sanders. Uh, Deion told me, uh, like with Mr. Cox, uh, yeah, Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox, the coach at a break. No, Dion did what he wanted. He got on first base. You steal when uh, a red light, a green light, or what light? No, uh, you go when you think you can go. Or are they going to throw you out or not? So stolen bases. I don't. This is, might be one of the greatest texts I've ever done, Mike. I've done this now twenty six years, and I don't know if I've ever not even before text. This to me, if you look at all the records, and whether you like Ricky Henderson or whether you don't like him. Uh, I think this is number one. This is, and I, I think it's right. I'm just going to read what he's saying. Uh, it sounds right. 89-42. Uh, the, all of these things are irrelevant compared to this. He said, try Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. A, t- a 2023 rookie would, okay, to surpass Ricky Henderson in his stolen base record. A t- to play 28 years of Major League Baseball and still and steal 50 uh, bases a year to surpass Ricky Henderson. Mike. Now, now, okay, I got to read that again. He's got 1,406 <laughs> stolen bases. Now, this, is not, this is not his baseball career, high school, college. This is Major League Baseball. So when I, when I saw that, I go, you got to be. No, that is unbelievable. Let's say I'm fast and I can steal bases and whether I have the green light or whatever – but a 2023 rookie would need 28 years. You still got to be fast. You can't, okay, after 15 years, I'm getting a little slow. But after 28 years, I uh, would have to have 50 stolen bases per year to surpass Ricky Henderson. That, to me, uh, that, uh, we all going to be dead. That record ain't going to be broken. Same thing with DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. Yeah, Pete Rose ran it for a little while, but he couldn't catch it. Uh, that 56-game hitting streak was was unbelievable by Joe. And he had a deal set. Had he got to 57, Hines 57 had a deal for him. Whoa, I, that, just, just think of that. Yeah, it, Boy, Hebert, you would have been up, up the creek. Well, <laughs> that well, close well, to it. To me, look, I love the NFL. I love all sports. But to me, I look at the NFL, look at the NBA, uh, you look baseball, Major League Baseball, I think it's more about numbers, but how hard it is to achieve this. Mike, so you talk about the um, 56-game hitting streak and how, okay, uh, can they come close to that? You look at the pitching and all, and then you talk about Ricky Henderson, stolen bases, and then you also, I, I thought maybe this could happen. Now, it happens for a portion of the season, it might be two and a half months. It might be three months. But like Ted Williams. Ted Williams batting 400. Yep. Uh, a lot of fans don't think that's ever going to be broken. Because, Mike, again, you might bat over 400, and that's really impressive in Major League Baseball. 
Let's say for two and a half, three months. But can you do it for a whole season? Rod Carew pressed that yes. really hard yes. one year. And he, he, and, but he, he could not. He, he sort of faulted toward the end. I want to say he was like me. It might have been uh, 388 or something. It might have been like high. It was like unbelievable. Hey man, but Rod not, Carew in the 70s. He was Mike, unbelievable. He would hit the ball wherever it was pitched. Yeah. It was almost like I'm going to dink it here and dink it there. It's not no slugfest, but are you getting a base no, hit or Rod, not? Rod wasn't no home run hitter. Okay. <laughs> but, that man, can me, he spray the ball around? Now, now, I don't know. That blows my mind. If you're a Saints fan or, 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 like, sports fan or whatever, you look at different things and you think, well, it's a fine, thin line, and we could blow your mind, and you look at sports. Now, think about that. A lot of people – if you're a top-notch player, you can do it at the highest level and you get paid handsomely to do it three out of ten times. But, Mike, you would think, well, yes, four that, out of ten? But four out of ten? That's a different animal. <laughs> then now think about that. You on another level. Uh, Mike, it's not that much. I'm not, again, I'm talking about Major League Baseball. It's not that you much different. another level. But it's monumental. Okay, I, I'm an unbelievable stud. And an all-star, and I'm getting paid handsomely because I do it three out of ten for a season. But I can't do it four out of ten. That that shows you how great Major League pitching is. We're going to go to our Oakland Hart Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Menard in Baton Rouge. Menard, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Well, good evening, fellas. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw my two cents in on the Super Bowl. Okay. Since okay. I heard your uh, esteemed uh, guest <laughs> earlier. He, 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 he'll get you fired up. I'm going to tell you something, Henry. Oh, did we lose Menard? Yeah, I think we lost Menard. Uh, we're going to have try to get Menard back well, on. Well, yeah, but Menard, call back. But it sounds like he's going to pick Kansas City. Yeah, it sounds like he's a Chiefs fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. So, Menard, when you get a chance, uh, give us a call back. He sounds like fading away <laughs> like he was going in the water. So, so we're going to go to break and come right back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Call back, Menard. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear. I want to tell everybody at 710 tonight, a teammate of Bob's at Northwestern State, Natchitoches, Gary Reasons, who won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants, will be on with us to talk about Super Bowl Sunday and also about him being involved with a linebacking core that was pretty good, right, Bob? LT, uh, Harry Carson, Carl Banks, yeah, yeah, Gary uh, Reasons. Yeah. Uh, See, Gary would have been the left out guy, sort right. of like Vaughn. Right, now, right. people hearing you about Vaughn, yep. and, and but you know, you go outside here, yeah, Ricky, Pat, Sam Mills. Uh, and then, uh, who's he, the third? Who's the fourth no, guy? Well, like, meet, meet Vaughn Johnson. Uh, he was a USFL guy, Jacksonville Bulls, and uh, Bump Phillips drafted him. So the uh, the Saints had his rights, so that's how he ended up with the Saints. Coach Moore didn't bring him. Now, Coach Moore brought Sam Mills to the Saints from the USFL. But Bump Phillips and his crew had drafted uh, Vaughn, so it was the Saints' property. But when you're talking about, like, uh, I always say this. I think, like, 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. And what I mean by 3-4, uh, three, three down linemen, four linebackers, or 4-3, four, four down linemen, three linebackers. Uh, who was the best defense? Now, as of late, 
you'd have to say because scoring defense is a big thing, and you'd have them in the conversation. But I didn't play, so I don't know. All I know is the Baltimore Ravens were awesome. Uh, what they did with Ray Lewis, they only gave up like 10 points a game. So they're in the conversation. But who's also in the conversation, when you look at 3-4-4-3, three, four, four, three, all I know is like the Bears. The Bears had four down linemen uh, and three linebackers. You had Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall, and Mike Singletary. I'm telling you, we the Bears won the Super Bowl, went up to Platteville, Wisconsin, and practiced against them. <laughs> and, and it was like Coach Moore, I, I think, was so embarrassed. We felt like at times we were the JV going against the varsity. And I'm telling you, I'd have been proud of our team if we could have got two first downs in a row. Now it's practice. It's not in a game. Just think I, they were really trying. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm saying, well, damn, I, I go, we do inside drill. Inside drill, you run like 12 running plays. We didn't even get to run 12 running plays because I can remember Coach Morris said, okay, we're going to a different drill. Because I remember trying to hand off the ball to Dalton Hilliard, and whether it was Dan Hampton, Steve McMichael, whatever, Richard Dent, whatever. Uh, like I got one arm around me, and then the other arm is around Dalton Hilliard. So oh, that had been a four or five-yard loss So uh, in the backfield. So we couldn't even finish practice. Okay, we're going one-on-one pass drill. And I'm doing three-step, five-step drop. Okay, and it's time to throw. So let's say we had a 16-yard in route. So I'm doing five-step, and I'm coming to throw. Then I'm looking at our receivers. Now, the only one who can hang with him was Eric Martin because he wasn't going to let him uh, chuck it. But all, everybody else, they getting jam, jam. And it's like, okay, it's time to throw. And they're like a yard and a half, two year, yards off the line of scrimmage. Now, remember, back then, you could jack up a receiver, and they wouldn't call it nothing, Mike. You had to be able to get loose as a receiver. And a pull and a tug. So it wouldn't have been a penalty. I'm like thinking, okay, it's time to throw because the pass rush is going to be there and the receiver is two yards off the line of scrimmage. So what's happening? Sack, sack, or or throw it away. Or you got to just run around and ad-lib and all that. It was one of the most humiliating experiences I've ever uh, had going (laughs) against the Bears because I'd be like, man, if we were playing against the Bears right now, score – I just hope we get like two first downs in a row. Score, I don't think we'd have a chance. So, again, the reason why I bring that up, Gary Reason is coming on. He was part of a linebacking core that ran a 3-4 like the Saints. Two of the best with Lawrence Taylor and all that. And then when you Harry Super- Carson, Carl Banks, yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and winning Super Bowls. So I look at the Dome Patrol, and uh, you look at the Giants, it's, you know, and then, but a 4-3, then you look at the Bears. So I would say that if you look at the time frame, even up to now, so let's say you're going from the mid-'80s. So what would be the mid-'80s into now? So you're looking at 95, 2005, 2015. Uh, so uh, this is almost like 40 years, almost 40 years. That's four decades. I can tell you, show me a defense that was defenses that were better than uh, the Chicago Bears. Or the Ravens. Oh, okay, wait, Chicago Bears. Uh, the Dome Patrol, who uh, the Saints defense, um, the Giants, and then the Ravens. Okay, those defenses. Even though you I don't might, think you're going to see anything. Okay, close even to though you look at like the Eagles defense and going to the Super Bowl, they're not on the level of those defenses. Nope. Now the, the defensive line, but you have to look at the total defense. And then, you know, it's hard to compare, even though you look in at different eras. Yeah, yeah, three and four decades because how they it, call the difficult. game and the rules because. 
If you look at look at that 30 for 30 with the Ravens, they used to knock the crap out of people, and it wasn't a penalty. I mean, okay, what, what did the Rams win with uh, the fearsome foursome? They, they didn't win no title. They didn't win no title. Right. And they were the fearsome foursome. <laughs> Look at the purple people, people leaders is, with the Vikings. Well, they got there, but they didn't win it. They didn't win it. We'll right. be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.